Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts, Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Welcome to another episode of Three Devs and a Maybe. I am joined today by Ed Mann <laughs> and Lewis Keynes. Thank you Hello. very much. That was you amazing. Like, did you? No, you no I just, just wasn't honest. expecting it. Can you play it again? I know we're already into the show, but play it again. Was it too quiet? And no, I, I think it was okay. I, I, we heard it, definitely. Is that Microsoft Sam? No, it is not. But basically, right, I was looking online this week on uh, how to uh, clear your DNS on El Capitan. I hate the fact that it changes like every like version, but there we go. So then I saw at the end of the command, it, like, it said, say DNS uh, cache cleared. I was like, that's a weird command. So then I just typed in say on the command line. And then just typed in a message and realised it just says whatever you put. <laughs> well, hello, hello everyone. I thought that was great. That was that was probably the best. But beyond, like, you hate I it. Speak, no, no, Honest. I love it. I love it. Okay, and I think that rivals lose. Um, Guess who's back? Um, was that was that that was <laughs> no one of the introductions we've done? I don't know. It's up there, up there with me. Anyway, how are we all doing today, Lou? How are you doing? He's typing on his command online, isn't he? <laughs> Lou is now typing his guy. Mickey, how are you doing? Okay, yeah, I'll stop playing games now. How am I doing? I am, uh, I'm really good. Yeah, I, I, I can't complain. I'm. Uh, How's Black Friday treating you and Smuddle? That's that's the question. Uh, I keep looking on Google Analytics on real time, and like it says, people on your site zero. That's like, oh. but no, we you know we didn't expect anything. It looks good though. I really like the design, man. I think it's been uh, really good. I mean, so, it works well and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, is that so? The current feed. Uh, how many feeds are you doing? eBay and yeah. To be well, the minute so we had uh, eBay and Amazon, and I thought I'd added Tesco, but turns out they hadn't reaccepted really us. So whilst I was generating the links, like you clicked on the links, and it was just like, oh, there's no agreement between this affiliate and their website yet. So I was like, oh. Yeah, so a lot of the bigger affiliates, you know, you, you do have to be accepted first, and to be accepted, they want to check out your website. And it's kind of like, well, if I don't have any affiliates and I haven't got a website, and if I don't have a website, then I yeah, can't get affiliates. Yeah, where do you start from? <laughs> Almost there. Yeah. Like, because uh, I was like to say, how? Yeah, how do you get around like kind of starting to do this? Like, get affiliate? Because I mean, I've never yeah. knew, known Tesco's to have an API that you can kind of affiliate with. So, do oh, they have it man. open? And the de- do they have like a developer channel kind of thing? You know, Tesco's is just a CSV download. There is no API. And that I, is beautiful. How, how frequently is that updated, that CSV download? You know what? I honestly don't know. At the minute, I've just downloaded it, shoved all the results on the table. But I think what I will do is perhaps do like a file, get contents and just put in the URL or something and, and run that every day to keep it up to date. But I, like you say, I've no idea how often that's updated. No idea. But um, because obviously for, for me, for speed reasons, I have to import everything and then you know, use local results rather than calling the APIs every time. Yeah. Uh, it's only if like a, a fresh search term is searched that then I have to go after the APIs. But anything that's already been searched, I just I've got my um my Laravel cron job just crawling every hour and updating the results. So um Does it have like a TTL yeah. on like how I oh, suppose every hour then it will just refresh yeah. those ones, yeah. No, that makes sense. That's it. 
So, I mean, the system's it's working good. We've got some bad, you know, there is some bad results in there, which pretty hasn't helped us. And like you, you can imagine that you type in an iPhone and you're going to get iPhone accessories, especially as part of my query is like, you know, a lot of it is ordering on price. So, um, but oh yeah, you, you get that, don't you? Where you say, as you say, obviously accessories yeah. be a lot cheaper than the actual iPhone. Have, have you have you looked into like um, pl- uh, full text index searching kind of? Yeah, well, that's that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm doing a full text search and I'm assigning a score. But the thing is, like, if you imagine, like, even if you type an iPhone and you have iPhone accessories, then the the full weight uh, full text score is still going to be pretty high. Because it's got that full word in there. You need to. You almost need to like also wait in the fact that there's not as there's no more words. Like that is the full yes, text. Like, Cause, yeah, yeah. Because you like could that, have maybe. you looked into stuff like um, Sphinx and Elastic Search and things like that. That may be the next kind of portal call for you. Oh. And just using my sequels one. Yeah, I think it was you who told me about it, and then um, friend Nick McDowell he told me about something else that they use, which is um, like it's Algolia. It's, a lot of people uh, like are really, using that now. Yeah, no, it's something that's really built in for the purpose of kind of, uh, you know, searching and uh, full text search, that kind of stuff. But kind of remember for life me what it was. But uh, yeah, I need to look at other things like that, to be honest with you. But no, but it's good. This gives it. you the uh, kind of, you know, emphasis yeah. to do it. Or imp- yeah. yeah. Is it Lucian? Yes. Apache Lucian. Lucian. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's what Elasticsearch yeah. is built on. So right. you could use Elasticsearch, like kind of that extra layer on top, which gives you the RESTful API to it. Uh, whereas okay. Lucian is just, yeah, as you say, that, that full text index bit of it. And then Sphinx is C-based and C++. Right. And it kind of, it, it, I, we found when we worked in our old company, you know, we were using Sphinx heavily. And, you know, at the first yeah. I was like, oh, it's not as cool as Elasticsearch and all this thing. But really, actually, it's really well suited for stuff like mysql um yeah. you know it's got a very good infrastructure kind of it has a great api and kind of entry point into mysql so you know you can use mysql and you can use a foreign like data wrapper almost thing foreign extension and it will yeah. actually go and do searches to sphinx in its own you know as sphinx query language and then bring it back yeah. as mysql results that you can then quickly you know do joins in because that's essentially what you want all you want is ids yeah this yeah, essentially, yeah. you give it a string, and I want IDs, yeah. and then I can just do that's a search. Exactly so what I'm the trying de- to do really just reduce everything to that that level, and you can do things quick. But um, yeah, I need to look into that. But I have to say, I know you guys have been using it a lot longer than I have, but um, I I love Laravel now. Like, is, yeah, are you fully sold? You're fully sold on it. Yeah, and there's just so much stuff that I don't even think I'm using now. Like every day, I'm like, oh, I wonder if Laravel has this. And it's like, oh yeah, it does. It does exactly uh, what I want it to do. So. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. Has there it been really has kind of hiccups in the road with it? Like, have you been uh, other than setup? I, I know you're saying about development environments and things like that, but along when there was yeah. objection and things like that. Um, I think more. Uh, this isn't Laravel's because it's just me. Like, I probably didn't read documentation as quickly as well as I should. Uh, things like migrations, kind of. I kept getting like weird messages, like saying, "Oh, this table already exists." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I know, I know it does, but get rid of it, and start again." And, uh, I, had a few, I think that was just my lack of understanding with it, to be honest with you. But now I've got that working. It's really nice because I'm working with another developer. And if I add another table, I just update, you know, change my migrations. And I say to Jason, I'll just run this command. And then he suddenly got it, you know, without having to export SQL and all that kind of stuff. Really nice. But now in terms of hiccups, um, no, I can't, can't say I have really. Just like little faffy bits like database settings in the M file, that kind of stuff, where I forgot to change it when moving stuff around, which kind of defeats the object shouldn't need to do that but yeah just stupid things on my behalf nothing to do with Laravel um but 
no, I found it. I, I don't like using the term rapid development, but it has allowed me to do stuff a lot quicker. Well, I mean, that's I just made, that was its main thing is to be able to get a project up and yeah. running in a weekend kind of feel, wasn't it? You know, like I have yeah. this kind of idea that I want to explore yeah. and I want to build upon. And this is this is kind of that use case where, you know, you have a project yeah. idea, you want to get something out there, you want to get an MVP out there for people to have a look at. And this is doing it for you. And that's great. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, really, really good. Um, really enjoying it. So uh, that's yeah. awesome. Like and then, so you're using like the cron jobs in the background, etc., like that. Yeah. Use it, taking advantage of again. Um, I can't remember what yeah. Laravel calls it, but like their way of you know the nice DSL. I think, it, I think they change it from version to version, but um, I think it. I think it, I think it's just called the scheduler now. I yeah, think scheduling like, task. That- yeah, and you can create like um, obviously create your own artisan commands, um, and then you can schedule in that command to be run. So like I create a command called search. And search gets run every hour. So it is really, really nice. And obviously you can just run that on the command line if you want to, if you're impatient or whatever. So, um, yeah. Well, that's great, Mick. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's good to see that like this has been able to, like, you've been able to release something because I know that you said, like, last episode we did, uh, that, you know, you may not be able to get anything out for Black Friday, but it seems that you have been able to, and that's awesome. Um, you know, have you been out, had the chance to have a look into, like, queuing things yet and things like that? Or is that really just, like, down the road, ne- next that's stages? Definitely down the road, yeah. And, um, I'm doing my first sort of work project in Laravel now as well. And again, that's helped me to develop something really, really quick. And, uh, so yeah, it's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to like, taking that to work and showing people, you know, the tools that it gives you. That's cool. Um, so, so you've been able to—is this like through the confidence mm. of being able to do it in your own work, like kind of a private work that you've been able to say, "Oh, look, let's use Laravel in the day job." Yeah, I think that's it. And the thing is, like, it's all good me going and saying, "Oh, guys, we really should be using Laravel," and then they turn around and say, "Well, how do you use it?" And I say, "Well, I haven't got a clue." <laughs> yeah. you know, well, I, 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 exactly. <laughs> you kind of half the story, isn't it? You know. It's yeah, like, like you know, I could you know, make controllers, whatever, but that's, it's not really the point. So now I feel a lot more confident that I can go in and say, oh yeah, look, this is really good. This is really good. Well, I'm not going to go and say I, I know it inside out, but I know it enough that I can go to the documentation now and add this and add that or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm, yeah. The good, I think good thing with, with Laravel is that if you've, if you've never used the framework before, you've, you've got a very good chance of getting it going with Laravel straight away. And if yeah. you have used frameworks before, you can just literally pick up Laravel and, and go straight That's away. True. Yeah, the, do- yeah, the exactly. documentation's so good, and they've even put some um, case studies on there now, haven't they? Like how to a yeah. couple of kind of ex- live examples. Yeah, and stuff. That's so, because you're I using like... uh, Laravel in your projects, aren't you, Lou? As well, Laravel five. One. Well, before we get onto that, can I just say thanks so much for listening to our podcast? I must say that no one I can do this appeals to all the wrong sides of my personality. Oh, and Michael Bud is a handsome bald man. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, got a different voice to mine. I, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, thanks. Um, I, yeah, that was great. Uh, I do blame you, Mickey, for bringing this to the Was podcast. it worth the wait? Uh, it, was it was definitely yeah. worth the wait. Uh, so, how are you doing, Lee? How's things going on your end? Things are going very well, man. I'm just putting my headphones back in. Can you hear me? We can, yes. And okay, we can well, actually, firstly, um, a question for you, Mickey. Uh, how does Lewis's uh, m- mic sound today? Very so clear, I hope. Yeah, it's beautiful. Is it, is it better or worse than last uh, week's episode? Do you know what? I saw Lou, Lou your tweets and stuff about the uh, quality, and I must admit, I've not listened back to the episode, but when yeah. we were talking last week, it sounded 
fine to me. Well, uh, you, that, was, you would that, then, was a, that was a fluke. That was head. a fluke, yeah. Well, it wasn't a fluke per se that it wasn't used in the new Snow it wasn't used in the or the, uh, yeah, the Smyrna Vice, as we're, we're nicknaming it now. Blue Smyrna Vice, no. It wasn't used I'm in the using Blue Smyrna Vice. The stupid yeah, thing okay. is, on, on the box, it just literally said, just plug in the news. So I just thought it would override yeah. the built-in microphone. So you had to get preferences and then change it over from built-in to, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I it shows you how good great. the mic then is in just a, is a bog standard Mac, which is quite amazing well, the, that, you know, we think that, but then you, mic, it's good, yeah. really but then good. You, but then to be honest, now you can hear the difference and I can say that it is noticeably yeah. different now, Lou. So you do have, yeah. you know, upgraded audio. It's a lot clearer. Audio, it's, it's frustrating to, to listen to stuff that's not clear. So hopefully this yeah. is better. Well, so. And how's your week been, Lou? My, oh, Christ. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a good and a bad week, really. There's been a, there's been a lot going on. I've got a lot of kind of bits going on and um, covering a lot of new things. Thankfully, Ed's been there to help me out with a load of stuff and uh, stuff to do with like HTTP requests and things that I haven't really dabbled around with much. But uh, we'll get to that in a minute. I've got I've got a few things written down actually. I've got like topics to discuss this week, which we probably won't get round to all of them. So shall I read out my list and see which ones you guys fancy? Yeah, go for it, man. Yeah. So the first one I've got is uh, is my site. <laughs> can we discuss Ooh. my site? Yeah, well, of self-plug. course we can. See, have you got? So when is this release? I've seen a sneak peek. It looks it's looking lovely, Thank and you, it's going to be available next Monday. Am I right? In thinking? <laughs> available, available, yeah. available, available for order, <laughs> available for download at the moment. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah, it's. it's well, I suppose on. when this podcast comes out, actually, it will have already been available, and it'll be in the show notes. So there we go. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening now, go to lkanesweb.developer.co.uk and look at my stunning design. I think I can't <laughs> see this yet, though, right? Ed, that was where you were supposed to agree with me. Oh yeah, no, absolutely <laughs> not. I I do agree. I, sorry, I've already said. I, I was waiting for you to carry it on. I was like, oh no, there's this silence now. Do I go in there? Do I not? Mickey went in then. Okay, go carry on. So, yep, your yeah. website, lovely. Yeah, the funny thing is I've, I work for a design company, but I've never claimed to be a designer myself, but I quite enjoy messing around with designing. So I've just kind of gone for it with this one and just kind of let it evolve as I've gone along. And I'm, I'm actually without the risk of sounding, you know, sounding overconfident or anything, because I'm certainly not. But I think it's come out all right. I'm quite happy with it and I'm quite looking forward to putting it live, seeing what people think. So yeah, no, I like it a lot. It seems it seems crazy that I haven't got my own site live yet. I've, I've had the I domain think, but for then about the trouble three years. Is, is, isn't it like anything? Like it's like any profession. Like say you've got a plasterer and they plaster all day, but their house has probably got shoddy plastmanship and they can't be bothered. You know, when they get home, the last thing they want to do is their own the job that they do. So you think, oh, like a bricklayer, they got you know. It, it's the it, yeah. I think it kind of translates really well. Where really well, where doing it ourselves, we're probably too over over perfectionist. You know, we we never we we start something, we then think, oh, I'll put it on the back burner. I can't do it anymore. Oh, I've got some time. I'll start again. Oh, I've got all these wacky, amazing ideas that I want to do. We're not the same clinical maybe as we are when we're dealing with a client or dealing with a project because that needs to get done whereas our project our own personal website projects can kind of go by the wayside and be forgotten about until we really need them and that's if we ever need really need them yeah and you can rush it as well and then for the sake of feeling the pressure of oh you know you want you want to put your out your own site sometimes it's good to rush it in some sense because at least you get a deliverable (laughs) um you know it's that whole thing isn't it where you know it's that it's at least you get something out there but and you get an MVP that you can then you know iterate on. But as you say, it's sometimes a detriment because it could be bad and maybe paint you in a bad light. But you well, know, hopefully it's... it doesn't. I've tried to I've tried to make it as nice looking and easy easy to navigate as possible. A lot a lot of thoughts gone into it. So hopefully 
when people see the finished result, they'll like it. No, so I'm gonna, and also, I mean, like, I don't know whether you wanted to mention this now, but you've, you, you're going to say that you're going to be hopefully doing some screencasts and things like that. That's what you're planning to do. I think you mentioned that last week, actually. Yeah, that's definitely something that's in the pipeline once the site goes live. So on my site, I'm right. I'm going to um, have a blog. I've already written my first post for that. I'm going to have uh, some tutorials on there. I'm not sure what kind of tutorials they're going to be, but they could be whole-scale tutorials for building something from scratch, or it could just be things that crop up day-to-day at work or whatever. And I've also got a snippets area. I've actually got an L. Kane's, oh, what's it called? Lewis Kane's snippets.co.uk? Yeah, I think I remember that. Oh, oh no, no, that. sorry, it's, it's, uh, it's lewsnippets.co.uk. Oh yeah, there it is. Which is that was actually that was my first ever dabble with Laravel. That might even be on version three. Uh, Loose snippets. Yeah, there it is. So um, I'm going to bring all that stuff over into my site as well. But then, yeah, on top of that, once that's all live, I would like to make some screencasts. Definitely. That's cool. Uh, can, can I mention just one thing? Talking about domains quickly. Mm. Um, everyone should visit mincepiechallenge.com. That is mincepiechallenge.com. I already yes. know what this is going to be before I look It's at a it. challenge for mince pies. Uh, my girlfriend's mum mentioned that, you know, kind of, oh, oh, just kind of randomly said, you know, and really kind of innocently said, oh, you know, it's always fun to, you know, dabble and see which mince pie is the best at Christmas time, you know, for the, for the audience outside of the UK. Because I've I realised that mince pies aren't that well known for, you know around the world which is crazy uh it's essentially it's just like a pastry you said that with real passion with it's crazy you know the amount of mince pies i've I've tried now is insane so yeah. these guys are new are they our new sponsors or something they are well now you know i mean very this is the thing so but yeah so essentially i've just got the domain i decided waste eight pound on that and it just redirects to a google spreadsheet where it's logging all of these lovely mince pies uh awesome. ratings <laughs> uh one out of ten is this so it- sad i don't know Nah. But it's happening. Don't worry I mean, about that, it. That's all that matters, you know. Anyway, Luke, carry on. That sure. was a, a segue into domains, and I thought, oh, so, I've got to go for it here. <laughs> I have a question to post to both of you guys. Go for it. Obviously, you both have your own site live now, obviously. And um, was it edman.com and michaelbud.org? That's correct, yeah. Actually, yeah, first of all, was michaelbud.co.uk taken then, Mick? Is that why you went with org? Or? Uh, no, well, it was originally, yeah. I now have .co.uk, ah. and I've moved everything over to .co.uk. But for some reason, I cancelled the domain.org, and if you go to michael.org, it still comes up. So I don't know what's why, going on Why have you cancelled it? I would have just kept it and just done a redirect. I've kind because... of I've, I've hijacked pretty much any Ed, any Ed man that I can find. I've hijacked. Yeah. The fact of... I, I think I had about 30 domains. Oh, I was like, oh my I days. can't keep renewing all these. Yeah. And they were like... There was just stupid things that I was like, oh, I might do this at some point. Like, oh, no, what, what yeah. was one of the mobile days. phone thing? No, what was the mobile phone I, yeah, I think I bought, like, myphonefun.com <laughs> or something <laughs> like, I don't know, some crazy ones. Um, I bought kentwebdevelopers.co.uk because I had this crazy idea of putting this kind of forum site together for all Kent web developers, but I don't live in Kent anymore, so it would be pointless. <laughs> you guys are welcome to it if you want it. <laughs> uh, that's what, that's all help. we need another project at the moment <laughs> yeah exactly that's just it. make it redirect to Lou, Lewis K yeah. that's what I would do you know but anyway yeah. my question so you guys have, have got your uh, have got your blog posts on your website yeah okay so to do mine what I'm doing I'm writing them in Markdown first of all and then obviously passing them to HTML and putting them out that way and just kind of including the file to put the blog post out how are you guys doing it are you doing it a similar way or do you use anything else or do you want to go um, first Mickey 
Sure, yeah, I, I'm just um, putting my own database, to be honest with you. I don't have, like, a um, an interface for it or anything. I'm just literally just raw straight into the uh, database, and I'm just... Um, what, well, yeah, like, literally straight into SQL Pro? You don't use... Yeah, exactly oh, that. Wow. Although, I've got beef with SQL Pro, but I'm not using my SQL Workbench, which is painful. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know why I did it that way. It just, I don't know, it seemed quick for me. But now... I pretty would do, I think, the same as what Ed does. I'd pretty use Jekyll, maybe. But yeah, so it's the GitHub offering, um, and it's so much, it's it's so easy. Like, I mean, what I love about it is that GitHub hosts it as well, so I've actually been able to move away from having my own digital host, you know, digital ocean hosting. Um, I did have my own, cop, you know, my own implementation, you know, my own little website written in, but initially Scala, then it was, you know, PHP and things like this, where, you know, it would do the markdown, translate, you know, transform it and then, you know, either chuck it out to a file or, you know, just dynamically do it onto the screen on, you know, her request. But then just going with Jekyll allows me then to be able to easily do that, do markdown, but then they handle all the, the all the stuff of, trans, you know, transforming it and then, yeah, just delivering it. Do you and use Gulp for transforming stuff or anything like no, that? No, it's so Jekyll does it all. Uh, Jekyll uh-huh. or it has it is a Ruby plugin or Ruby gem, sorry. And essentially, it's just like bundled in with it is all of that all of that stuff where you know it will do like the you know the the well i don't think it uses gulp but you know like it has like the uh, sas you know all that stuff where it transpiles that and then it also has the markdown stuff and it can do it like on a dev server environment where you can dynamically you know constantly refresh and update it so you can just see what your website's looking like locally and then you can just push it up with a couple of tweaks to github uh, or actually just with a, i think it's just with a github kind of like cname uh, file a file if you want to set it up to actually be um with a unique domain or and then you just need to update your own record a records so it's really simple to do and i really recommend that but the nice thing about what you've done is it gives you that flexibility and being able to play around with things because that's what i do miss that a bit and i think that's where you kind of one other thing with our own personal blogs and things is it's our space to be able to explore um, I noticed yeah. that a couple of weeks ago, uh, someone had written an article about how they'd used like Redux and Immutable JS and you know this all these all these new philosophies, and they haven't been able to do it in their own projects, like you know in their work day job or like even in you know like kind of a a more you know complicated uh, you know application you know environment space. But they've been able to do it on their blog, and they've been able to use it in the blog, and then they've been able to discuss it there. So it's a blog is a very it's trivial, but it's complex enough. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, so I use Jekyll. Mickey uses a database, and you're using a, is it static files? Yeah, basically, what I do is I, I I'm using this, my CMS on the back of it. I, I just create the name of the article that I want to do. It generates a Markdown file, which I then use, and then I've got a Gulp file which watches for changes and then pipes them through to an HTML file, and then it reads that out. That's so cool, I, man. That sounds cool. It's not. I, I do like Gulp. I use Gulp for a lot of things now. I started using. Uh, browserify and everything so i'm piping stuff through there as well and yeah learning that's been fun so i'm trying to make all my javascript code a lot more modular now and you know it's a very modern practice now isn't it using browserify seems like everyone's doing it yeah so, you got browserify and webpack i mean we, we we kind of go webpack it's a bit more it kind of emphasizes it, it, it's a kind of a kitchen sink approach it has everything kind of like 
some people don't like it for that that the documentation can just be like oh here's everything you know this is all the documentation <laughs> it's a bit intimidating where whereas i think browserify probably has a bit more of a nicer gradual approach um webpack's nice because it does it is really clever dependency managing and it's able to like split out dependencies and looking at the dependency graph and be able to work out how it can modularly split out things and it does this hot uh, code replacement where it's able to just inject the the changes for a module so say like you're saving something it's able to just find those changes and then you even know it's got like almost like erlang does where it's got like this idea of being able to just change the bits on the screen that need changing with this module update it's very cool and it, it provides like really good rapid development cool yeah absolutely well that's that for that so that I've, I've covered my site markdown browserify i've also written going over old stuff anytime new stuff done and I've got no idea what that refers to. <laughs> that is probably for something else that you just... Oh, actually, yeah, I do think I know what that is. Yeah, so that's kind of this this thing, like anytime you learn something new now and you bring it into a project and you then go back over any projects you've done in the past, you then do you suddenly feel like, oh, Christ, now I'm going to... I need to refactor all that in line with what I'm doing in this project or do you just kind of keep the website as it is at that state of time? Are you constantly kind of updating old sites as you come back to them and bringing them up to how are you doing things currently or how do you manage that probably doesn't apply to you because you're well i mean it, it does actually in 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 some cases you know not not where you know the fact that like it's for for a different site but when i mean it's probably actually more closely uh for the fact that when you go back to code you've you know you've learned a new way of concept of doing something and you go back to code uh that you've written you know wrote uh, in the past and you look and you go oh no i'm not doing this right and actually <laughs> it's probably harder because of the fact that maybe you'll be doing some changes around it you know like maybe because i'm going to be touching this code base you know in this code more often that, yeah. you know with a site in general it's just i don't need to look at that site anymore whereas this i need to look at this code all the time so you know i go by the fact of value it's very hard sometimes to not want to like you it's very it's very hard not to say to say no you know like i don't want to, i can't do this you know because you really do just want to once you've learned something you're like oh, i've got to do this everywhere now because i look stupid if i haven't done it and you look at the old code and you're like oh i look really stupid there and you know your ego kind of gets a bit like oh you know i feel bad like, i haven't been able to do this etc <laughs> like that and and it's hard you know as you say because then people look at git blame and they can see oh you wrote this like this but you have to think okay at that space and time that head state what i knew back then this is how i did it and i did it to the best of my abilities i could that's what yeah, you can I, do. I completely agree, and I'm like you both. I uh, I look back at some of my tutorials and think, "Oh, that, that is shocking. I wouldn't do that." But the thing is, like, you're not writing a tutorial for someone to copy your code. You're writing a tutorial to try and explain how something works. So, even if your code isn't like quite right, then I think, well, it's the philosophy, the idea that you're trying to teach. That's um, it. Uh, what about like, and what about with code? Code with you, just like if you have like say something that is just spaghetti code and you wrote it a week ago yeah. and but in that headspace of course you had to write it that way maybe it was a tight deadline or something like that but now yeah. you've got a new feature and you yeah. know now you've got maybe a day fr- you know or maybe you've got a new feature and either it's a day free that you can you know spend maybe on doing some changes or implementing the feature early or you know all these different pros and cons of doing it different ways you know and things like that would you more want to just go scrap all the old code and start again or would you go okay let's do slow short refactoring loops well i know we've had this debate i think there's a time and a place for both um i just sort of scrapped about eight months worth of work in order to rewrite it and do things in laravel 
So yeah, I I've been through that, that process as well. Yeah, the, the project got to the point where, do you know what, I knew it was fundamentally flawed and no refactoring would have fixed it. You would have just been, I, you know, I always use this analogy, but I say if like, the foundations are unstable, then it doesn't matter how much you refactor on top of it, how much you patch up the brickwork, ha- ha- whatever. Has code base gone live as well then, or is this still in R&D uh, no, development? No, it, it hadn't really, but it was being used almost to that effect in a live environment. But it, yeah, it's, it's a grey area really. But do you know what? It was a, it was enough was enough. And I just went to my boss and said, look, it just has to be redone. And it wasn't a popular decision, but you know, I'm lucky enough that, you know, my boss said, okay, go with it. But you know, it's a hard call to make, but yeah, I agree with you in the majority of situations, as long as your code is, if it's working, if there's no like obvious like performance issues, then I, I think you can slowly refactor over time. Um, but the, I, I guess there's a time and place for both, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, that is the thing. I, I, I do favor refactoring, short refactor. I, I've been burnt more with full rewrites. And I think, like, history has also said, like, full rewrites sometimes, you know, I just, you know, people think of them as, like, the, the best thing. You know, starting off greenfield is awesome. Uh, but then they realize, actually, it becomes brownfield very quickly. Um, but, you know, as yeah. you say, like, then it does weigh it up with the, the you know, the, as you say, the foundations, because if the foundations are wrong, you know, maybe fundamentally, I don't know, was it a bespoke PHP kind of, you know, hodgepodge thing that you was, you know, thing, or, you know, was it uh, using an existing framework that you just decided not to, you know, to kind of go away from it? Do you know what this <laughs> makes me think of? You know, the, com- <laughs> the company we all used to work at, <laughs> that, the, the agricultural-based website that we yes. all had to maintain. Yeah. This, you can't mention specifics, but this was a procedurable, uh, procedurable, yeah, why not? A uh, procedural classic ASP website that was messy to say the least. And we, we all yeah. had the privilege. There's all, there's a little bit of all of us left in that website. And we, yeah. uh, it was, I just, I'd love to see what the state that's in now. It's probably much the same, but can you, can you imagine trying to take that back to scratch and trying to rewrite that? And and the, 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 that's the thing though. Like, would that have been a success? Like, would you, would would it have been better actually? Maybe then to start picking out bits, saying, okay, well, this area, let's just fix this area at this time, you know, as opposed to let's nuke everything. And I, I suppose, but like you say, the foundations, you know, like now, I mean, I'm assuming then, Mickey, it, it didn't use the framework then at all, and it was didn't no no. no. I, I mean, it I, was it was built into our our content management system, our in-house uh, one, right? Um, okay. So it had a lot of kind of baggage that was unrelated to it from the start. 100%. In fact, I felt like they were shackles that were really limiting me to what I could do. And obviously I couldn't... Things like PHP version, it wouldn't have coped well with upgrading to anything above 5.6. And obviously like requirements for Laravel, like 5.59 and all kinds of like issues and stuff. And... um I was just like, you know what, let's just clean slate. And I reckon I probably accomplished more in about two days than what I had in the past six months. Um, and I think that's, that that, I mean, that makes sense, you know, where you, if you've got all this baggage and if the baggage is so heavy that from yeah. the beginning, you know, and, and, you know, I suppose at the beginning when you get these short, like kind of wins where you're like, okay, small wins where you're like, okay, yeah, cool. I've done that. Even though it was hard, it's okay. But then eventually it just mounts up more and it just yeah. kind of, you know, 
it just becomes worse, you know, worse and worse and worse. And yeah, no, mate, yeah, sometimes biting the bullet and saying, okay, we need to start again. And and they say yeah. there's no science to it, is there? There's not an exact science. It really is a feeling. And it's also, you could be right or you could be wrong <laughs> at the end of the yeah, day. Absolutely. It's a judgment call. And like you say, you could be wrong, but you just got to go with it, haven't you? What, what did your gut say? And um, what did your but, previous experience say? Well, no. yeah. and also another thing is that people and you know trying to get people yeah i know that you, lou you did this with you know code bases is that you know you, you started using your own one but then you were quite you know admirable and you know kind of caring for other developers thinking actually i better start using other de- you know a tried and true framework that other people may know so as to make it easier for other people to come on board and maybe actually to be able to sell the company to other people because we're using these technologies yeah. um you know not that your frame bespoke framework wasn't any better or worse than laravel <laughs> in fact no no uh, no but it's you- true though you know that the technology could be the same you know it could be the same it's the fact that people may know about this one and there's already loads of documentation about this one already that they're going to, you know, it'd be easier for them to get up to speed with it, whether yours well, is better or not. I mean, sometimes the devil, what is it, the better the devil you know, or something like that, where yeah. it's better to have something that someone already knows about than it is trying something maybe that's even better. So having a frank, you know, even if this bespoke thing was great, it's good having this foundation as a solid foundation is something that other people use. And I know that like Laravel is the same as Symphony, always got long-term, you know, support, support cycles. So you know that this framework is going to be, you know, this, this release is going to be supported for at least a couple of years, which is great for business. And it's got great for business sense. You know, I've, I can, you know, the documentation's there, there's resources, there's conferences around this. You can get new developers in that can understand this. They'll want to know this because it's the new cool thing. Yeah, I I think it's a good way to go. You know, like, you know, typically you don't want to be really reliant on one framework and be like, oh, I only know this framework. But having frameworks and tools and things like that as selling points to other developers and also to get people involved in the project is a good thing, I feel. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, yeah, the... That was was a big reason why I did move over to Laravel was obviously, yeah, because... I'm not working freelance independently. I do, yeah, fair enough. I do work on my own in my company, but the possibility that I'm going to need to share code and work and collaborate with other people is never out of the question. Occasionally we work alongside another company, so there's going to be times when they need to see it. And I was, yeah, if I'm, if I've got this whole thing I've concocted myself, then it's, you know, it's going to be time consuming and tricky to show them that. But uh, yeah, I think it just got to the point as well where I, I must have probably been using it for the best part of a year. And like Mike says, I, I knew that there were kind of fundamental things in there that I wasn't too happy about. And in what I would have liked to have done was maybe rewritten it from scratch, you know, and having learned everything that I learned as I was building it. But, you know, working full time and having a life and everything else, that was never going to be an option. So you know, it just had to be, you know, I had to had to make a choice. You know, isn't, isn't, it, tr- isn't it a very depressing thing? And I don't like yeah. thinking this, but everything we do is fundamentally wrong like yeah. the thing that we're right today eventually we'll feel isn't right yeah. and it probably won't be best practice and it'll probably be heavily debated upon and be wrong you know and people get... so can i yeah. can i mention something on that I I, I I i deliberately now i avoid all these debates that go on about design patterns best practices anything i i take note of them and i and i try and learn what they are so i know them but all the debates that go on that get ugly and everything else. The boolean, you're right or you're wrong. There's no yeah, all the yeah, all the yeah. Reddit stuff, everything like that. I've got absolutely no time for any of it. End of the day, we're we're all trying to do a job and we're all trying to, you know, we're not writing any bad code on purpose. 
And no, the fact true. that there's people out there that get so rolled up about it and specifically in like fictitious uh you know kind of contrived examples whereas yeah. you know where, where design patterns really strive and all these and where all these best practices really happen are design patterns are, uh come out of bread from your code existing exactly. code they're not injected in you you don't say i'm going to use a builder here really a builder comes out of what you're designing yeah you, when you first start off with these thing patterns they're cool kind of concepts and you want to show off that you know all these things oh yeah i'm gonna have a factory for here yeah. and a factory there and oh yeah i'm well cool i'm really advanced i know all these concepts <laughs> you know <laughs> i read the but you know i've read the design pattern book i know this stuff you know but then you realize actually no it doesn't matter at all about what that is these things and and it's this is the real cool thing is when you start refactoring on things and you you know if you use tdd etc you'll, you'll see that oh wow okay this is becoming into a builder okay well this is why this you know because they didn't decide you know the people who made design patterns the gang of four did not go oh you know what i'm going to make this idea called a factory all right let me try and find a place where i can use this factory no it came from problems that they already had and it was like just a common as you're saying quite design pattern a pattern of what was happening yeah exactly Um, i I kind of look at it like when when you're learning to drive yeah you learn how to how to use the clutch you, you learn how to read road signs and everything that but still it it's not teaching you how to drive in the real world, is it? Yeah, you know, absolutely. You, you don't you don't learn how to drive until you've passed your driving test and you're out there on your own and you're actually doing it. You can and you you're can in the learn of it. No, absolutely. Exactly. Agree. I kind of view it the same way. You get you know, there's there's got to be these people out there that yes, congratulations, you can recite the seven the solid principles, the seven solid. Pr- I always say that five <laughs> solid principles. <laughs> there's I'm a hidden two. I like that. There's a hidden two. We can of, make up the other two. I have. I've made up two of my own. I, mean, I don't know what they the are. The solid er principles. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, all right, fair enough. You know all of that stuff, but does that mean that that person that person A does a better job than person B? You know, is that always all different factors? Absolutely agree. I'm never going to be in a position where I'll be reading, where I'll be writing something and suddenly think, oh, no, I'd better undo that because I've violated single responsibility. I will never never think, I I think, just let me finish this bit. What I I will do, obviously, I'll realize that, oh, if I write this code wrong, it's going to affect something wrong, you know, in another part of the website. I'm going to pick up the error somewhere else anyway. And I'm going to realise that, oh, now I've got to do twice as much work or something like that. It's not suddenly this defined, categorised, single responsibility principle is going to, going to bang into my head suddenly. I don't uh, know. Do you get what yeah. I mean? I, I, I do understand where you're coming from, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get, I kind of, when you start, when you get into, you know, you get into this kind of habit of, using and, and understand as you say like understand these philosophies like we do now you know well like we do i mean like you know we understand as much as as well as we can you kind of get patterns in your own head of like oh i've done this before and i know this ends bad if i do it this yeah. way because of True. you know single responsibility because of these things but then i, I tell you one thing actually i'd like to say and i, I think it's the biggest curse and i think um Sand- uh, sandra metz it was in, a, in a, one of her talks that she mentioned it don't you think that the dry principle is one of the biggest pains and one of the worst things ever. And I'll, I'll explain. I explain why before you know because I mean the dry, <laughs> oh, everyone thinks don't so repeat. Quite controversial. That's well, like the first well, one you learn. Uh, well, okay, there it is. So it's the first one you learn. Yep. So what do you do? <laughs> you have a, you have some code, and you think, oh well, I've got to refactor this till nothing's you know duplicated anywhere. Now, what you end up with is a big, big, big mess. 
<laughs> you know, because it's one of the yeah. easiest. Don't and quite, quite often you don't know yourself what's going on. You, you, if you, you come back to it later, you exactly. think, what the heck did I do you've there? You've abstracted the hell out of it. You know, you've you've legitimately abstracted the hell out of it because that's what the dry principle says. Don't repeat yourself, you know, because and, and it's the first one that everyone learns because it's the easiest because you can look at two bits of code and think, oh, they're doing the same thing. Let's abstract that. And but the trouble is we do that too much. And I find that with it, you know, and I also find it people hate doing duplication now. I feel duplication and, and is one of the easiest things to be able to fix. So do it later on. You know, like, you know, you yeah. push it yeah. to the end. Like, and, and I think another uh, thing someone says, and I can't remember who, but it's like, nothing's worse than the wrong abstraction. No abstraction at all is better than the wrong, wrong abstraction, uh, abstraction, sorry. So I tend to do this, you know, these sins, you know, say in the TDD life cycle, you know, and this is where the TDD comes in so well, you can do all the sins, you know, I'm not, I'm, dry, I'm not using dry, I'm, I'm violating dry, you know, I'm, I'm not abstracting this, I'm inlining all this eventually yes i will then come to the refactor you know i'll go back to it and i'll be like okay now i need to look at what i've got but which trouble is what we do is we quickly go with oh it's not dry okay we'll quickly change that and we'll abstract that and we just become it becomes a mess do you think it'd be a fair comment to say that you'll never refactor to the best of your ability on anything until it's done anyway if you're constantly refactoring yeah, before well, you've I even mean, got you, to the end again, of what you're doing i don't think you're ever gonna you're, you're never gonna refactor to the best full stop like it's going to be as good as it can get i think that's where we you know perfection is is a it's also a like unattainable you say, if, goal if you're constantly abstracting and abstracting and you know you're constantly going backwards aren't you you're not actually progressing you're well this is you're, it you're looking I mean, you know, at it yeah, thinking, this is it and, and you know and sometimes and i'm you know i mean this is the thing where you actually it's quite funny like okay so you know you you were saying about that website that we will not mention but <laughs> you know okay there was a boatload of if conditionals there wasn't there um, you know, yeah. switch, switch statements. Uh, yeah, all of that. Right, includes and includes and includes and includes. But majority includes. of that was in one file. Like, say, say, I know that you made this. You know, a, a nice abstraction, which people would still say, well, you know, it's just if conditionals, and it would just include certain things. Is this me? Yeah, that's you. Know, I'm sure I remember you doing something, you know, where and it would have a couple of comments and, you know, each one of these ifs would hold your you know, comment and you could uncomment this bit of code and it would do certain bits of it, you know, at certain times and things like that. You were able to easily be able to manage this file. Now, people would say, oh, there's probably dry things you can probably do in there. You're repeating yourself and things like that. Oh, you're not abstraction. There's no real abstraction there. You know, all these if conditionals, oh, well, we can deal with that with OO because we can use polymorphism, things like that. You know, we can do these cool things, you know, how we can even use a framework on it. Now, is all those, are there all those abstractions easier, you know, once you've, you know, with all the overhead of having to know and understand these concepts than just a file with what you already had? Yeah, now, one may be one may it, be fundamentally yeah. better. One may be fundamentally like you know scientifically, not scientific, but you know more academically. This is proven. This is better in itself. But value wise, probably picking up that one file and being able to read it and understand it in that time frame is better than going through all these files and thinking, oh, what is going on here? Okay, well, there's this factory here that's making an abstract blah blah. You know, and and again, it's the abstractions are wrong. 
and you may have you know uh, or, you know done the abstractions too early on or you know you've probably abstracted too much and things like that and it's weighing up the pros and cons i'm not saying you know obviously that this file is perfect and that you know it's better than doing but i think there's a level of abstraction and i think people do too much and i definitely do have done too much and do too much sometimes it's quite it's quite i'd be interested to see what you make because i i do what i said there i i don't off i very rarely refactor anything until i'm happy that it's working and done because my my kind that of philosophy, loop, my philosophy you know? has always been to get something working first. That's it, absolutely. Then... The TDD loop is: I have a test, it's failing. Fix it. Do anything you need to be able to, to run that test to make it pass. Now yeah. you know, refactor, red green refactor loop. It's it's the perfect way, and it's the way that I you know we do it even in in like kind of high levels where you know as you say like typically i would do it before you know when we was just the REPL loop was just doing it in the browser is that you know you do you know maybe like designing something okay you'd be playing around with this and you'd make the worst awful css ever you'd just be like duplicating it everywhere okay i just want to make this sure then you'd go back and go okay well clean i can see patterns in this code you know in this css that i can now abstract out and things like that yeah any thoughts mick I'm just annoyed that Ed's making me think on Friday. It's like, <laughs> it's against the rules. Yeah, sure, really, I, I, I think, I don't, I don't know if it's that controversial though. I don't, I don't, th- I don't think it is. I think, I think there's, um, I, I think maybe me and Mickey's got like a rebuttal and I mean, this would be cool. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Uh, I think I it's common sense, isn't it? You're not going to, you're not going to yeah. deliberately do these things, are you? And, and if that's you true. do, then, then you'll, you'll soon learn why that's wrong. And yeah. and you and you you'll learn because you've been affected by it rather than reading something on a piece of paper that says you should That's do it. something and, a particular and fundamentally, way. Fundamentally, all these principles and all these patterns and all these in quotes laws, even though they're not laws, they're not like scientific laws. Like law of dementia is not a scientific <laughs> law. Uh, you know, I, I love that. You know, Einstein's like, you know, it's like theory the of, of single responsibility. Exactly. You know, these things are there to help and solve. And and you know, I've had this problem. You know, I mean, we spoke about it last episode actually, which is you know, oh, I've been burnt by this problem. This has helped me solve that. You know, and, and, and I completely agree with that. But I do also agree that we just use it sometimes when we shouldn't. I use it sometimes when I shouldn't. I just kind of over, you know, again, I, I stop looking at the value of how it's going to help me as opposed, you know, kind of looking at it from a bigger picture, but maybe a bit more kind of un, 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 unimpressed by actually wanting to do all these cool different things and be more like, okay, well, what, what can we, you know, what shall we use? You know, okay, what's I agree with you. And I had like a similar situation the other day where I had like a function or a method that was exactly the same and I was using it in two classes. And I was like, well, okay, I'll take it out, but well, where do I put it? Like, what's the sort of natural relationship between these two classes? And there wasn't any relationship between the two classes. And really, I guess it was more like a helper function. So maybe I should have just done that. Or maybe I should use a trait. I never, ever use traits. No, like I, I, Ed, I, Ed, we had a discussion about this the other day, didn't we? Yeah. Actually, I had a similar situation. I'm trying to remember what it was. That's it. Uh, well, it's, it, again, it was it was discussion about something with shared logic within a controller or within a certain thing. And oh it yeah, like... it need it needed um, it needed. I had another class, uh, two classes, and class B needed to use one method that was in class A, but it didn't yeah. need to do, use anything else beyond that. And that's when inheritance sucks because you're like, yeah. oh no, I don't want exactly. to give everything to it. Yeah. So that's where I said to Ed, I was like, I was, would this be a good time to use a trait? But I ended up abstracting it into a into a manager that both of those implemented. That's, yeah, but, so now yeah. that that's the thing, like the service kind of way. Because then for me, I was like, oh, don't use it. Like again, traits are really awesome, and I know that they've got good value and they've got good use cases. But actually, I feel sometimes just good OOP principles of like, okay, maybe then these need to use. Oh, they both got this, but they're not 
you know again it's like there's a hack to me like well I, it I is and, and and i think that's the funny thing it actually fundamentally is though isn't it because it's like being able yeah. to you know it's, it's breaking the principles of oop in that yeah you are now allowing them to both you know like inheritance is is okay but composability is better you know composability with traits is fine but maybe you just want to have an abstraction like a, a service or a class that you can then easily test and you know you go you don't get any of the benefits with the traits with testing i mean again i'm probably you know coming from a very naive you know point of view but again for me that's how i feel i feel you know kind of just having these basic oop principles um and i don't and you know i don't mean like because you know obviously if you go back to the basic ones of like with java and things like oh java and their factories you know and it's having to create you have to create a new class and then it has to have a switch in it to make these new things no now brilliant you know what we've got we've got first class functions in uh things like php and and, and even in now java great just use yeah. a key value an associative array with some closures some functions that's a builder to me yeah. oh factory sorry that's a factory to me brilliant use that you know like again that's the same premise but it's not following to the rule exactly what a factory should would be in the tenses of what the gang of four would think but it's kind of again the value is like all right i'm using this here because it's easy here and it's still following the same principles and it's providing me the same benefits that's how, that's how i handle anything that gets posted in my cms goes goes to the same thing and then you yeah you just pass a key value array to it and then it goes off and does what it needs to do to that, yeah, there you go, man. I mean, actually, what one um, sidetrack actually, um, and it is complete sidetrack. And I was before I forget. Have any of you noticed the new Raspberry Pi? No. The Mar- no. Raspberry Pi Zero. Are you on mince pies again? Is this- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This is this is this is definitely not an edible mince pie. Oh dear, we are tasty. <laughs> I've never pie. used the Raspberry Pi in my life. Actually, I must so. Have. There is actually a, a magazine, the Raspberry Pi magazine, I think it is in the UK, yes. uh, where we yeah. are, and there is a free raspberry pi zero with it there is a computer wow. coming free with a magazine how much the, is the, the magazine the magazine's a fiver and the actual raspberry pi zero is like four quid there is a computer that costs four pounds that's actually more powerful than the original raspberry pi from a couple of years ago when's this when's this edition coming out i think it's it already, out it, yeah it's out now i think I'll, I'll put it in the show notes but yeah essentially that uh, it's insane i mean it's un- uh, unbelievable christmas present right that's amazing that is well, insane. give it to give it to like your grant well not, exactly but, I, I, okay. i've just put it in the show notes there's a twitter uh, twitter tweet of it and you can see here it is and it's like it, it, this is funny this tweet actually mentions you know the fact from the 2012 and it says moore's law in action and you can see that the size of it's gone you know like it, within a couple of years it's you know yeah, the size yeah. of these things has gone down and the speed's gone up I, again it's ridiculous i can't believe it you know how cheap these things can be and that that, that is a fully working computer right there i don't suppose they're doing the same with the iphone 6 anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah you can get the apple it's black friday today you never know well yes. I, I, don't ask apple, don't get. I, apple particularly don't really need to do these kind of black friday deals do they that's Not the really. thing with them they, they know they can get. i couldn't see anything no, I well, maybe, probably, maybe they don't even have anything. I mean, they don't need to. You know, this is the trouble, isn't it? People are going to buy their stuff anyway. I think. Not, I think in yeah. a few, in not many years to come, I think it'll have died out because I've looked at a load of things this year that I looked at last year, and it's just not the same at all. I think the novelty is going to wear off soon. What with Max? No, 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 no. With uh, Black Friday. Oh no! It's, oh, I don't right. know. I, I think it's still it's a massive in America, and it's a massive thing. I mean, Dave, my mate, Dave, he actually took the day off preparing for maybe having to go and you know uh, somewhere early to get something like he relies on it for christmas shopping so you know whereas me i'm kind of like i'm just too lazy for that i kind of do it when i 
when I feel like I can do it. Did you guys just just think that I was saying that Max were going to die out soon? Yeah, I, I genuinely thought you thought that they were like a fad and they're gone. And I'm like, you crazy yeah, man. So so overrated. <laughs> Let me just um, type into my Mac. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. And, and actually, one thing actually talking about um, what you were talking about previous, Lou, before we went off kind of in a bit of a divergent. HTTP and oh, APIs. Yeah. And your love for them at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so for for context, mix. So, what we've been essentially, um, we, well, Lou, you might as well say actually. Sorry, this is your project. You you go for it, man. Well, we mentioned briefly last week that I was going to have to work with this Vibra API, which pulls in properties from Rightmove and Yourmove and whatever else. And um, right. I've got to the point now where they've given me the um, the connection details to get to the API, everything, and. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, I've I've not done a lot of this sort of API stuff, making HTTP requests to third-party yeah. services like this, and yeah. I knew I was probably going to come a bit unstuck when it came through, and I, and I did. And thankfully, I've um, Ed's been very kind and helped me out and worked with me this week and taught me a few bits. But it's fiddly as hell. It's this is yeah, um, the well, it's probably the biggest. They're all different, like yeah. Whatever, if you're and this this API is particularly different. I mean, it's funny when you say, and really, you know, hopefully. In, a, in an upcoming episode, and actually, we should still be still be planned for an upcoming episode. Is someone to come on to discuss hypermedia APIs and APIs in general, and like discuss, mm. you know, and this is just a random endpoint API with a bit of documentation. You know, there's no story around it, and essentially, the, the authentication is um, so you do what? What is it? So you authenticate, so you hit a, a, an endpoint, you do a just a basic HTTP auth- authorization request, and it's all over plain HTTP. It then returns you a token. Now you only get that token in that header once. Once that's once you've got it, <laughs> you're not able to fetch a token again for a whole hour. So what did you do, Ed? What did you do? So to me? I I obviously went in postman, thinking I didn't know this. That you know this 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 was art before I knew this, and just kept hitting it, thinking, oh, I'll get the token every time, and I'll be able to use that token. No, uh, no. So, lo- it, so the way that they hour. do their security is by the fact that you even though it's over playing, you do one every hour. It's just one every hour, so you only get it back once. But to me, that's still not really secure because it's someone is that can just. Is it though? Is it or just they just for performance? It, they don't I think get it's hit maybe a performance thing, but it's probably a security thing as well, where they think, oh, it's going to make it secure now because you can only get it once. But really, it doesn't matter if it's over playing; anyone can just replay and all of that pack, all the packets that have happened, you know, work out and analyze them all. So it doesn't really make any difference. I guess it's kind of like the equivalent of like you know what you've got to leave a key out for someone, so you put it under a rock. It's not that's secure, it. but it, that's it's exactly yeah, obscurity. Uh, what is it? Uh, um, no security <laughs> um, from from obscurity. Obscurity. Like, yeah. So and yeah, the yeah. thing, yeah, bioscurity, yes. that's it. And I, I just, yeah, I mean, and what we, we you know, what, the nice thing though is me and Lou were able to go through a little bit of an abstraction, weren't we? We kind of were yeah. able to, yeah, we got nice. what they made with their PHP kind of couple of functions, and you know, it worked. But again, there's, it was like, oh, okay, so it's really heavily invested the fact that you're storing this token in a file. What happens if you know Lou's maybe use case was doing it with a database or storing it in session, um, you know, yep. with this or in a, you know whatever. So we were able to do an abstraction that you know dealt with those cases and kind of abstracted out the issue of authenticating because what what would happen in this and it's you know a very typical kind of especially in the OAuth two kind of thing that we I've been doing at my work is you know you you have this idea that you have a token for a set duration and you do a request with it you know you're passing it in. Um, 
and eventually you'll get a 401 back saying uh -uh, sorry you haven't got access to this anymore okay you now need to do a retry you now need to you know get another token so this logic you know you don't really want to spray this around everywhere really what you want is a centralized place that handles that and you know we were able to have the storage idea of a token storage um, and then the idea of how to fetch a token and then we had this mediator in between which was the authenticated request that was able to request a token you know it was able to check the storage if it had a to- if it had if it had a token it would now use that try and do a request if there was a 401 comeback it would then clear the token out of the storage because it was invalid now and try again and then you know obviously it would then fetch the token if it, you know it, sorry if there was no token in storage it would fetch the token and that was it so it provides the abstraction, and, and that to us at that time was is a good abstraction. We may find out eventually yeah. that may not be the best abstraction, but it works. And yeah, I mean, one of the things is, yeah, their, their way of doing it was a bit weird. But the nice thing is about again, this is when design like this is quite fun, is that you can get to play around with hiding these these concepts and pushing them, yeah, you know, to the boundaries. I, I think this this whole concept at the moment has probably been possibly the single biggest single biggest challenge that i've had since since starting to do this job just the whole making http requests and authentication and everything like that i really uh, well i mean this is another uh, http is a huge topic and you know yeah. especially when you talk to rest with rest and stuff and i mean i don't know if you've seen the email i i sent um, i'm hoping to get someone on to talk about http too and hopefully in general actually http as well uh, in the next couple of mu- uh, weeks so you know it, it'd be really good i think it's coming on on a thursday so we we'll have to work that out you know if you guys but you know like you know it's great like being able to talk about this but it's a huge topic i mean it's a it's a thing in itself i mean it's what runs fundamentally runs the web you know like dealing with headers and dealing with the status codes and you know we're all very t- you know typically we all think of 404s and 200s and that's yeah. it and and maybe actually you know sorry we do think of 301s and 302s you know, like yeah. dealing with redirects I've, or... I've created redirects. a few 500s in my time. And a 500. <laughs> there you go, 500, you know, we've got an error. And we're like, this is when the client goes, uh-oh, crud. We, uh, you know, <laughs> so I'm getting this 500. Oh, no, what have we done? You know, we found out that, you know, we have to yeah. then just do a FTP upload and fix it. Um, <laughs> yes. But, you know, this is the thing. Like, and then, all, then you realise, actually, no, when you go more into... Because SOAP and things like that were very much, they just used HTTP as like a transfer you know delivery mechanism whereas really you can use with rest and things http as a fully you know api kind of concrete system and yeah not not to kind of ruin like waste like not waste sorry but not like kind of discuss what we're going to be talking about in a couple of episodes time but you know really what we're saying with lou you know is that you know it's a great learning topic you know with like headers and body contents and all these different file you know contents i mean look at the you know the tooling around it with postman things like that but no, it's yeah. really fun. Yeah, it's not something I've massively had to do in any of my projects so far. So I'm really, really pleased that it's come up and it's it's great. It's great to be doing it. I mean, Mick, you've obviously been doing a lot of this with um, with your Smuddle project then, I'd assume. Um, I have, but to be honest with you, I wouldn't say I'm any more of an expert than what you are. To be honest with you, a lot of the, the stuff I've done is just kind of just follow their, their guides and stuff. And like I say, some of them, you can tell the difference between a good API and a bad one. And, um, and also the thing is API is like once they're done, like, of they're creating a new version, they're kind of stuck with them, so they can't really change them or the endpoint. So, I, it is messy to be honest with you. And um, what are you yeah, doing I, with with all the data when you get it? Are you syncing it in a database, or are you doing? How are you? I've had this? to be, because of the nature of my projects. I've had to basically. I created a class called Data Parser, and like everything gets sent to that, and um, well, things get sort of cleaned up. Unif- what's the word? Not uniform. Yeah, yeah, cut, cut, transformed yeah, into, a, into a standard yeah. format. 
yes, exactly. And then I saw it into my database. Um, and that, that is a bit of a pain. To be honest, how, right how are you storing it as well? Because obviously with this thing, I go, I get an XML response back and I can convert yeah. that to JSON. I was thinking I could store the whole thing as a JSON object, but then I don't know if that's a good idea or not. Or should I really break that well, down or, but, it, but there's so, so much here. It will take a long time to do that. Yeah, there's like there's a sim- simple XML library, isn't there? I think with PHP or something, but you could use that and just you just got to stream through it, haven't you? And then to store it, I think, to be honest with you. But I'm not, you, again. Will you store that? Do you recommend storing the whole object though, or splitting it out? No, yeah. I'd literally just take what I want, to be honest with you. But that that's yeah. not a bad idea. I actually do that in another project. Is actually I I create a JSON object of what I get back and store the JSON as well, so that then I can get the object format back if I need to at a later point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just take what you want, put it in your uniform way, and then store it, basically. Cool. Um, and then what I do, like I say, is I run a, a cron every hour to make sure I update the results all the time. So then that, all that waiting time or all that processing is done in the background rather than at the expense of the user. Yeah. So. Um, cool. It's, yeah. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Be interesting to see uh, how we how we get on with that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Ed was talking about caching and all this stuff, so I have to possibly do that yeah. as well. But yeah, well, yeah, uh, sure yeah I mean, this is uh, that is the thing, some. you know, having this kind of, you know, because I used to think that caching was like a, it is a very important part, obviously, you know, but yeah. it's one of the hardest parts, and actually. You know, it's very for cognitive load. It's very easy actually just not to think of caching and then try and think and then put that on afterwards. And a lot of the cases you can, you know, caching should be able to help aid a problem. Maybe you're not even going to get that problem pre. pre was it pre um, optimized? No, right, pre thought of and three pre implemented caching stuff is actually really bad and can cause so many problems. Whereas, you know, say, yep. you know, like, I mean, in your case, you know, uh, Lou, you know, you're going to be hit. Like I've said, treat it and just always hit the API, always hit the API and just deal with what you want. Don't, you know, because their way of saying, oh, you, they, you know, you should store it and things. So I'm like, no, don't just just do it all every time. And it's very easy in the case of those type of thing with those requests is to add a simple caching implementation in, in between, you know. So, you know, where, where, you know, you just do a key value pair, you know, store of like what the your request, you know, what you're requesting and what you get back. And you can yeah. opaquely deal with that type of thing. So, no, I would say try and not think of caching, to, you know, initially, and then handle it when you can. You know, I mean, in the case of like something like Mickey's, you know, what you're dealing with, Mick, you know, if you really do need to, you know, obviously cache this information because you can't fetch it. But think of the idea of like, oh, if I could be able to, ca- you know, fetch this all the time, you know, what could yeah. I do? And then deal with caching at another, uh, you know, as another problem. But, you know, again, it's that it's weighing it up because obviously if you're very naive, your implementation wouldn't, you know, handle the fact that, you know, again, it's weighing up and the value of thinking this way and also then thinking of maybe a little bit about caching. But I tend to now kind of weigh it up as opposed to just thinking, all right, how do I cache this? You know, initially, yeah. you know, where yeah. really I should be thinking, okay, how am I going to implement this first? How am I going to use it as the ideal state? Oh, okay, we definitely do need caching now because we're having performance. It's okay, how are we going to deal with the caching, you know, at that time? Yeah, I guess, yeah, exactly. Make sure you need it first. That's it, absolutely. Um, Well, guys, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking maybe it's a good time to wrap up the episode. Probably gone over an hour there. I think we've definitely gone over an hour. Is there anything, Lou, is there anything else on your list that you want to hit this week, this episode? No, it's cool. I only had um, my working with React stuff, but we can do that next week. Oh, I think we can do that. When I'll have played with it a bit more. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, then, guys. Well, it's been great talking to you again. Uh, Another week, another episode. I'm liking this. 
Wow. Sorry. There we go. No, that was good. There we go. Thanks everyone for listening. It's been, it's you know, been waiting as, the whole show to do that. I, I wish they yeah. had a name. It must have a name like Microsoft Sam that we can say. I'm going to call it Sam anyway because Microsoft Sam is just a funny name. So yeah, that was Microsoft Sam. Uh, I was Ed. My name is Dave. Wow. His, and, and Microsoft Dave. It is actually all a uh, Mac Dave. Anyway, guys, it's been great talking to you I and hate it. So, yeah. see and speak to you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Yes. Cheers. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at threedevsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number three, Devs and a Maybe.